Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we review all the newest books in the X-Men universe. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by the lovely, the gorgeous. And the talented and the smart. Don't I just don't reduce me to my to looks, my please. Don't, pour don't my just mouth. reduce me to my looks. My Damn name it. is Josh, and we are here not only to talk about the new books, we're here to talk about literally all the books in the X-Universe. All the books, and they're adding more. <laughs> oh, joy. So before we get into that, man, what's new? Anything new in your world? Well, let's make this the Big Lots uh, no, podcast. Right, big I'm going to rant about management. I'm going to rant about how new guys become managers just by looking older and being older than most of the other people working there. So what you're there. saying is we're never going to have Big Lots as a sponsor is what I'm hearing. Oh, probably not. Okay. And I don't want it. I know how they do business. And I don't want anything to do with it. I pulled my back last week. Terrible. I hear, I feel you, buddy. My back is, is never good. So Another person you. called me an old man. Hmm. Really? Like, I, get, I get called an old man every day, but usually by myself. That too. Yes. <laughs> At 29, I've been called an old man too many times in the past <laughs> month <laughs> by patrons oh, or Lord. whatever customers. Whatever, whatever, you call, whatever we call those people who spend money. Oh, God. And they're all... Capitalist pigs. Listen, you, you care so much about the sign, what the sign says, the deal. Look at the date on the bottom, all right? Anyway. Yeah, there's tell people, them about that. There's people who actually come in the store and flat out tell me, well, guess what? I'm going to be looking for those signs you didn't take down and you have to honor it. Wow. They'll just, they'll just say it. They'll just say it flat out. That's so fucked up. <laughs> I here's a confession right off the top. I've never worked in retail. I've always worked for libraries. It's a learning experience ever for since sure. I, yeah, ever since I was a teenager. It's so. it's a uh, it makes you appreciate people in retail a lot more. Oh yeah, no. I mean, working with the public has always made me appreciate like the hard work retail people do and, and anybody in the service. Or advice people, don't ask people to go in the back and check. It's a mess back there. No, wait, whatever's man. on the shelf, that's what's Just there. Just take it for yeah. Whatever, but yeah, that's my my week, my year, my whatever. <laughs> that's my life. <laughs> that's my life right now. Fair. Hope fair. that changes. I hope it does too. Let's <laughs> and, just get through these holidays. <laughs> uh, and also tonight, I'm gonna be sorry. I'm gonna be in a DC Comics mood. Oh, my man's in a DC shirt, by the way. He's DC got shirt. Labs. I have a giant book of Infinite Crisis next oh, to me. It's, it's hurting my Marvel heart. Everybody, listen to this. Yep. Show tonight is the Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover, CW crossover, as not strong the CW shows can be sometimes. Their crossovers are always good. They really are. And yeah. and it's been years since I've seen one. But yeah. I might I might try to check these out. It's great. It's gonna yeah. be from the cast, we have Brandon Ralph as Superman coming back. Mm-hmm. We have Burt Ward as Robin. A, that, I think that might have been what sold me when he just told me that. Uh we have Kevin Conroy as Batman from Kingdom Come. That's crazy. And it's weird seeing the animated series voice come out of a grown man. Yeah. yeah. The same I, don't, I don't like it. I don't, like I don't, it. I don't really like it, but it's still really, really cool. Yeah. I've heard some other rumors of cameos. We're going to get the debut of this generation Stargirl. Oh. The one that's going to be on DC Universe. She's okay. going to debut in this crossover. Interesting. Okay, and like cool. all of the show's characters are going to meet each other. Like Black Lightning's never crossed over with any of the other shows. Of course he hasn't. Exactly. Well, because his show films in Atlanta and the rest film in Vancouver. Uh, but yes, okay. also because he's black. Fair, so fair. <laughs> he's going to meet the rest of the cast. I can't wait tonight. That's going to be awesome. So I'll be rushing through this. Whatever. Bite me. Let's go. Let's go. So in X-Men news, we have <laughs> another book announced. That's the news. Music. <laughs> that was the news. <laughs> <laughs> Trombone player died. <laughs> it was a we're, broken. <laughs> we're gonna need a new musician for the podcast. Ours just passed away. Choked on the instrument. <laughs> That's not how you're supposed to play that, sir. We have a new book announced because you know what, Josh? Why fuck? Not? We need more books because for the X Men. <laughs> what does X Men need? 
it needs more titles. So we already have coming X Core, we have Wolverine, and we have Giant Size. Giant and Size, the Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four X-Men. Mini. And they said they're gonna do a Moira X book and eventually. At some point, Moira. And so now, we, now have we have Hellions. Written <sighs> written by Zeb Wells and drawn by Steven what was it? Steven Segovia? Uh Steven Segal. Um Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. But honestly, did you read their run of New Mutants? From I, like you said, yeah, 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 it's Zeb fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good. That I, got me in the New Mutants before I read any yeah. of the Hick, not Hickman, the um Claremont, Claremont stuff. Mm-hmm. By the way, side note: There's a great Claremont documentary on Amazon. Oh, right I now. just watched that a couple months ago. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I never. I didn't finish it. Yet. I just yeah, started watching. It, it is really good. Yeah, but uh, yes, they're writing Hellions, which caught me off guard because I'm like, Sh- sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, my lord, that team. Like they did. Marvel <laughs> decided this was going to be the book they were going to really, really push. And who cares day, about mutants? And every day. For like four or five days, at noon, they reveal two team members. (laughs) And it started strong. It was Havoc and Psylocke. Yeah. All right, cool. We haven't seen Alex in a while. Let's see what he's up to. And then it was... Oh, no, sorry. I was concerned right away because Psylocke in another book. Yeah. Also, which Psylocke is it? Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we, we don't know because we don't. How long is she going to be Captain Britain? We don't know. Yeah, maybe they so, merged to fucking again. Havoc, Psylocke, Mister Sinister, which I was like, okay, it's never good to have a Sinister around. The but Summers which Brothers. version is going to be this like Fallen Angels version, uh, or is he like the happy sassy Sinister? Which these writers I could see doing sassy. I could see them. Yeah, yeah, I could see them doing sassy. Now go off the rest of this list, <laughs> a listers. <laughs> so here we have clearly the heavy hitters of Nanny and Orphan Maker. We have Wild Child, who I'm sure I'll get shit for, but only ever really saw an Age of Apocalypse. That's that's the thing. I don't know where he's coming from. I don't know anything. Is Age of Apocalypse being considered another dimension again? And he's popping from that? I don't know. I'm sure we've missed something where he came to the main, like blinked it. Because Wild Child was the servant of Sabretooth, right? In Age Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, so I have no idea where that's coming from. I, I don't either. And again, if you do know out there, tell us. We're cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then we have. Dr. Google. Um, I don't want to say this out loud. You say it. You say the next one. <laughs> Scalp Hunter. Yeah, you say it. There. <laughs> Scalp. All right. Scalp Hunter <laughs> is kind of a cool name. Yeah, but it it feel it's racist. Okay. Would it be more racist if the character is Native American or if he's not? Hmm. Right. I think the answer is yes. Either yes. way. <laughs> <laughs> like it's racist one way or another. I don't know who the character is. I don't know Nanny. I don't know or. There's an orphan maker in DC, I believe. It's not. Get your fucking head out of DC. No, never. <laughs> but oh no, that's orphan. That's just orphan. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, uh, orphan Cassandra maker and nanny. I, I'm not super well versed on them, but I do remember them from a few issues of Gen X. Okay. And basically, nanny works with orphan maker to kill the parents of mutant <laughs> children so they can raise the mutants themselves. Because they don't sure. trust the human world. And now they're on a team. All right. And now they're on a team. And then finally, Empath. Which, that's a little dirtbag. You don't want our name, but fucking... Like they have but he's a Hellion originally. So but that, he, uh, he's there's the one only Hellion. person. <laughs> there's one Hellion. Well, isn't, aren't most of them on New Mutants? So? <laughs> Cypher? Yeah. Wasn't Cypher a Hellion? No, Cypher was, one, was a New Mutant. He wasn't a Hellion. Unless he was in like, the later years or whatever. Pete Wisdom. Pete. He was a Hellion. Pete Wisdom was in the original... Sorry, everybody. Um... Excalibur. I don't think he was ever Hellion. I don't know Hellions. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. So that was been the Hellions were Emma Frost's team. 
Yeah, I know that. Yeah, and they had the purple and black suits sometimes. Yeah. And then she—that's uh, when Emma tried to get Kitty to join that group. Yeah, yeah. In the very early days. Yeah, yeah. I know some things, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> and okay, so here's what I'm gonna put out there. When we get to the books, we'll get more oh, detail. Is about this it. the thing that you weren't gonna tell me ahead of time? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so I was thinking we're gonna give it two more issues <laughs> on both these books, but of which I, of all six books, you mean? Well, not no, no. <laughs> oh, two, oh, two issues of Hellions. No, no, no. Two issues left for Fallen Angels and Excalibur. After oh, two I issues, see what you're I see where you're going. Okay. I'll stick with Fallen Angels, and you'll stick with Excalibur, and then we'll just tell the other what happened. I'm in. While I'm all the fucking podcasts. in. I am fucking in. Because I don't give a shit about Excalibur, and, and you don't I, give a shit about Fallen Angels. I, almost worse. I kind of hate Fallen Angels. I don't hate it. So. I didn't care for the last issue this much, but I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I can barely get through. Excalibur. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So okay. maybe. So I'm thinking we'll finish. We'll finish the arcs that we're on. Yes. And then we'll both also save money and time and just read Love those it. two by ourselves because everything is, else is solid. This is the best idea you've ever had since. <laughs> no, this is the best idea you've had since becoming my friend. I can live with that. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So let's start off. We're gonna be a little more rapid fire because there are six issues, and my friend wants to watch the DC crossover. Oh yeah, man, we got like an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, in my opinion, let's start with the best book of this batch. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I really, really like. Okay, right off the bat, a lot of people criticize Hickman for not knowing the characters' voices. This proves he absolutely knows their oh, voices. Yeah. So we're talking about New Mutants yes. number two. New Mutants number two by Hickman, and this one just says by Hickman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the first one he plotted with Brucen. Yes. But the last two, uh, this one, and I think the next, whatever two, I guess, will finish up this arc, I think, yeah. are just Hickman. But and I, then it goes to. I absolutely Brisson. love this book. I love the tone. I love how we started with a recap. And usually, someone like me who reads a lot of comic books, I know when to skip the recap. But, but then, you can't skip this one. You can't because it's like part of what you missed. Mm-hmm. I love the worst space lawyer ever. Oh my god. And like god. the judge literally told me he was the worst space lawyer yep. ever. Yep. I love that they were all immediately sentenced and like magic would bring out a sword and then make it disappear. Oh my god. This is <laughs> one of the best versions of magic. Like he really gets magic's whimsy but also like her or her strangeness. Yeah. You know like I think he's doing a great job with Liliana. I love how the Shi'ar Empire court works like a human court, but not really. Yeah, I, I, I love the running jokes with, like the it almost feels like a, a tongue in cheek thing about like we only recognize Shi'ar space and yeah. everything <laughs> is Shi'ar space. Like that is such a Marvel thing too, where like, yeah, everything is either Shi'ar space or a tiny little bit for the scrolls or the yeah. tiny little bit for the others, and it's everything else is fucking Shi'ar. And if you know their religion at all, like you know why they're like that because oh, they yeah, have this yeah. deep faith in these two gods that are complete assholes. If yeah, you read yeah. the yeah, latest Thor these, run, these bird people are the fucking worst. No, they're actual gods, just like torture them for fun. Because Thor mm-hmm. recently fought the two gods that represent the Shi'ar Empire, and oh, like okay. they just don't care about the people at all. They just no. like to toy with them. So after they're sentenced to like life <laughs> imprisonment, they turn yes. around and they're put in the care of their good friend Cannonball, who lives with the Shi'ar Empire, and his wife, who is Smasher of the um, the Imperial Guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this dynamic because uh, the way everyone reacts to Cannonball, <laughs> and then just Sunspot, you're not you don't look like crap. Yeah, you don't he's look, so upset. <laughs> you look happy and healthy. 
<laughs> yeah, I wrote, I wrote Bobby being pissed that Sammy's doing good without him. Is yeah. Like, or Sam is doing good without him. It's like such a Bobby thing. Like, I came up here to save you, and you don't need to be saved, and I'm the one who's sad, and you're not sad, <laughs> and I don't like being sad. Like, I just, I fucking love this Roberto. He's so good. And then his wife, Smasher, just punching him mm-hmm. in the face. I do want to take a second, though, to talk about when the group sees them and they all hug Sam. Yeah. And then like you have Chamber and Mondo off to the side kind of sulking a little bit like cuz they're not part of that cuz they're not yeah. part of that dynamic, but I'm wondering if that's something that's going to come up going down the line, you know, like they are such the core new mutants and then these two. I could and see like, them paying that off like at the end of the arc they all mm-hmm. hug kind yeah. of thing, like, like they're all family. But I do like how Rain hangs on to Sam a little longer than the rest cuz <laughs> That's her first love, man. You know, yeah. like, it's, I, I love it. It, it. It really captures what they were and like mm-hmm. the evolution of the characters while still having that, that core. Yeah, it's um, such a great book. I love the art too. The art's still really killing it, especially when um, Sunspot gets punched and it goes black and white, and all you have in color is the blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and and I'll say too, like I feel like with this, um, what are we in the third issue for this now? No, second, second issue. issue. Um, it's less it less feels like a Sinkevich homage now and like it's his own thing. It's, yes. it's Rod Rice's own thing now, which I, I appreciate too. You know, like it, it really works. I love the wife smasher complaining that we could be in space in a fight <laughs> instead yeah. of we're taking care of you. Yeah. And also and like the, the last thing was like, oh, and a babysitter. We needed to hire a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> like I love books and I love writing that has those little important details like that mm-hmm. that feel more real. Like, yeah, they have a kid, so yeah. No, it, it was definitely good. I, I this is my my first time really meeting this Smashner. I wasn't really reading. Yeah, you, when she Sam debuted and, in Hickman's Avengers. Run. Yeah, so I, I this is cool. I like her so far. She's no nonsense. I do like the amount of times Bobby so far in these two issues has made a reference to his wife being from Iowa. Like, I love yes. how. He just really leans in to the Kentucky Iowa like <laughs> rivalry when like it doesn't matter to him. He's just such a friend <laughs> to Sam, who's you know Kentucky through and through. So he's like, I can't believe you would lower yourself with an Iowa woman. <laughs> uh, then we get a chart about how the law works in Shiar space, yeah, this and this is where you get the the little comment of like the worst space lawyer ever. He really was the worst, <laughs> and then. Yeah, and they also mentioned how Bobby clearly tried to bribe every single yeah. person. <laughs> oh, I did have a note going back to the beginning real quick. No problem. There was, um, in the very beginning of this issue, there's a setup for X-Core. Because Bobby says before they go to space in his in his recap, he met with all his well-paid Earth lawyers. Yeah. And he he signed a bunch of papers for his X-Core company, which yep. seems like foreshadowing for the book. Because my man claims he's a responsible businessman <laughs> but he literally says these uh, they're great earth lawyers i know this because they cost a lot i was in a hurry so i just signed whatever they put in front of me <laughs> like bobby what are you doing so you might have a group of just people just spending all bobby's so money so now i feel like the x core book is just gonna be like like that succession show <laughs> it's just a bunch of people trying to take over x core uh, we cut to Smasher getting a message from uh, G- Gladiator, who's mm-hmm. basically Superman, essentially. Yes. If, if you don't know Gladiator, he's Superman with a mohawk. He has all the same powers. There's like four different Supermen in the Marvel Universe. But never, none of them mm-hmm. ever caught on the way Superman did. No. 
Uh, so we cut to the rest of the group basically playing poker, but they're playing poker with space cards, and no one knows what any except of them. Except for Doug, yeah, except for Doug, Doug but no one's listening. Can read them. No one's listening to Doug. And oh then, no, somebody was trying to, and then Danny <laughs> wouldn't let anybody listen. To Danny just says, "Yeah, I, I played before. I win. I know. I know how this game works. I win. <laughs> I, I do like the dynamic, and it kind of came up in the first issue too between Danny and Chamber. Like they both are used to being leaders. Hmm. And they both are kind of like, they do have a playful side, but for the most part, they're like serious people. So like, I like how they kind of feed off of each other. And always, anytime they've had a scene together, especially this card play one, it feels like like a dick measuring contest between the two of them. Yeah. And I love it. I, I want more of those two together. We get a lot of um, Sunspot and Cannonball just reminiscing and talking about kind of catching up with each other. And let's talk about what a sweet baby angel Rain is. Just sleeping, just <laughs> hanging out. She's fucking the best, dude. I love Rain so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the corner. She's just hanging out. Uh, Sunspot, Cannonball, catching up on everything going on, having a good time, laughing together. And like what we've been saying, it feels like a family just hanging out. Yeah, especially that scene because they are really like um, ribbing each other. Like, yeah. That scene, Sam is giving Bobby a lot of shit that they put Doug on the council and not and not Roberto. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, they they didn't ask you, huh?" Roberto's <laughs> like, "I don't want to talk about it. Everyone's allowed to make mistakes." <laughs> <laughs> and then Smasher tells them all that they're free to go, but not really because they have to fight a battle for them to get their freedom. Basically, now they this... ha- yeah. So go ahead. I think you're leading there. Oh no, uh, they have to go to the Shi'ar uh, homeworld, the throne world. I should they, say, yeah. And they're getting did the fight or get help no, from No, they have to escort Deathbird. Ah, yeah. To one of the classic Sandra. bad guys of the Shi'ar oh Empire. My God, I love it. I love how Bobby's like, oh my god, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like that that San, uh, Sandra is back. Did did you ever read Mr. and Mrs. X? No. So she do you know anything about that character that, that gladiator's like you were gonna take over the No, I don't Empire. know anything about her. So she is the child the dna child like she wasn't born she was hatched but like the clone of uh xavier and lalandra oh okay and so she has a lot of both their powers interesting so she was a really fun and whimsical character in the mr and mrs x book Mm -hmm. so i'm really happy she's back and i think hickman and when when ed breeson takes over i think they'll be good writers for her too nice all right Next up, we have also just, you know, 10 out of 10. So I, yeah, so I read, um, whoops, I read the books on Comixology and then the the app lets me rate each one afterwards. Oh, okay. Five fucking stars for this book. Five fucking stars. Next up, we have X-Force. I like this issue more than the last one because this felt more focused. Oh, me too. Yeah. 100%. This felt more like, okay, this is where the book is going. This made me want to keep reading. Yeah, definitely. I agree. This book felt like it was doing what the other book book should have been doing, which is like something major happened and let's follow up on it. Where yeah. the other ones are just like, well, we're going about our lives now and nothing's happening. And yeah. like, this one is actually showing the consequences and potential consequences of what might happen with, and without Xavier. We're seeing, and I think it's actually a theme in a lot of these books of like, new threats arising in the background. Yeah, I have a, I'll go ahead and skip there now because I, I wrote a note. One thing I am not liking so far mm. about these books is how fast it's all falling apart. 
Like I get from a, a plot standpoint or, or like from a storytelling standpoint, you you want drama and yeah. you want there to be conflict. But I also really would have liked for there to be some time of peace and tranquility to really emphasize how, oh shit, it's all falling apart. And like really play play home or, or like drive home the fact that like, oh my God, we're in danger now. We got soft. Maybe maybe we shouldn't have let our guard down. Like, like even like two or three issues of comics where it's like people just getting to know each other again, hanging out, yeah. wondering... Do we trust Apocalypse? Do we trust Mr. Sinister? What are we doing? Like, internal dramas could have been great. And then we could have had Reavers dropping down from the sky to assassinate people. Then Mm. we could have had fucking biohackers coming and shutting down um, gateways. Then we could have had the other world having a gateway in the other world. Like, all these things of like, oh, and now our son Krokoa found its its life partner, so now we got to worry about that. Like... There's seven different threats happening at one time. I think that's the downside of having six books. And, and yeah, because each book needs its own. You have to have something, yeah, yeah, something going on. Like as much as you may not like it, Fallen Angels has the most acceptable threat because it's nothing to do with Krakoa. It's yeah. an outside. And I agree with that. I yeah. 100% agree that I do like that this one is nothing to do with Krakoa's already falling apart. Yeah, like you guys, you guys have been planning this for conservatively in marvel time 20 years right like yeah. moira met charles and then all of x-men history that we're aware of afterwards <laughs> is supposed to have been leading to this yeah and it's already fallen apart yeah that's insane um so this issue begins with kind of a word of caution for magneto about what's going on but he he also immediately says we're gonna bring him back mm-hmm. but it's gonna be difficult because they shot him they shot him and they shot cerebro yes now, I was a little confused, not confused, but like, I think it's kind of ridiculous that in this book we have to work so hard to make Cerebro 2 work. Yeah. Shouldn't that be ready? It should be ready to go. Yeah, it shouldn't be like, Hank, you really got to get going on this yeah. thing. It's like, why isn't it just a backup right then and there? Why isn't it just ready to turn on? Yeah, so that, that's a little weird, like, almost like forced drama. Yeah, and I, I also, going back to the, I like what this does, is it goes back to those early cult-like vibes we were getting in, in House and Powers of X. Yes. Like the the point where Jean's like, I'll try, to, yeah, to bring him back, and Magneto's like, excuse me, and she, I don't know, no, I will. That's what I meant. I will. Like, like, damn, that shit got weird. And the stuff with Beast and Jean saying, "Have faith, like, yeah, believe mm-hmm. in the resurrection," like, yeah. literally just saying a Catholic yeah. it, line. <laughs> exactly, and it kind of goes with the last issue of Marauders when they were like, "Believe in the five. Yes. So we have Jean and Beast working on turning on Cerebro. We have Magneto kind of giving him confidence. It's going to be okay, but guess what? We have dangers. Things are yeah, dangerous. And he's like, and he's also the one who says, a terrible clock is ticking, which I really like that expression. Like, I, I like that. Well, Magneto is definitely the kind of guy that he'll never get comfortable in peace because he's mm-hmm. expecting bad things to happen. Yeah, he's a he, Holocaust survivor. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we also have an assassination, assassination, assassination report. Yeah, that was um, pretty cool. Yeah, it gives a lot of little details about how mm. they got in and why. And I think the part that made me go is that they have skin of Domino, mm-hmm. which we get to see what which happened we, there. Which we assumed at the last issue because remember yes. when we were talking about that. We we're like, well, what are those white strips? Are they Domino? Yeah, and that's. <laughs> like, and they are in that last panel. So here's a good chance, a good time to talk about how much I love the art in this book. Yeah, New Mutants is my favorite art. Mm-hmm. This might be my second favorite. I thought not you just said, from the. I thought art. I remember you didn't like the art in the first. I issue. didn't. 
Yeah, but it really came around this time. Okay. And the coloring was really good. Mm-hmm. And I think it really works this this time because they were doing a lot of action scenes. Yeah. And it's and, cleaner. It's definitely cleaner and, with the same style. Yeah, I, I definitely think they they cleaned it up. But also the scenes. Speaking of the assassination, the next the next big thing is they go. They actually show some of the autopsies they're doing. Yeah, and, and they, like, we the, see the that report. like they have a lot of additions to yeah. these people and like the art on that like the the art of the krakoan technology like yes. they're all they're not hooked up to like machines they're hooked up to like plants, plants and, and, and and integrated technology into the plants and it really shows how far they've come with their own technology their, and their well, own culture and their own medicine i think a, a big theme in all these books is krakoa is forcing humanity to evolve like mm-hmm. to forcefully yeah. mm-hmm. evolve with technology their, yeah krakoa forced their hand yeah but yeah, so the um, the one other thing about that autopsy or the um, the assassination report, yeah. this probably is nothing. Do you remember that book Agent X that um, the Gail Simone did in between when like it was like um, I think it was like the early two thousands, and it was basically Deadpool disappeared and they started a new book called Agent X that turned out obviously to be Deadpool with amnesia. But in this obviously. assassination um, query here, the the Krakoan like indexing system shows agent x and i'm wondering if that will mean anything i'm any still point. wondering is deadpool allowed here i don't think so he's not a mutant is he he was he's always given, been in that gray area like he was a forced mutation yeah but so, he's still a mutant if he, even yeah. it's forced i can see most of the people on this island being like nah, bitch, you ain't not bitch not not him not him <laughs> <laughs> we'll take we'll take nanny and <laughs> maker. deadpool sorry no more room no more room we're really cramped here <laughs> Um, we see Serge, right? That's her name? Sage. Sage, Sage. Um, doing the autopsy, seeing all the extra parts. We see, um, Black Tom kind of feeling guilty, like, I oh, shouldn't man, have got this. Tom, yeah, dude. I shouldn't have been ready for it. But, like, he was ready, but felt like everyone else wasn't ready. Yeah, like, he's taking a, he's taking a lot of blame for things that weren't really his fault. Totally, yeah. But it's also the first time he's had this kind of responsibility. Yeah, and he's like, oh, man, they finally trusted Black Tom, and now I've messed it all up. <laughs> <laughs> so running the investigation is Wolverine, of course. Uh, doing it the Wolverine way. Stabbing, yeah. slicing, dicing. Mm-hmm. And he bumps into Kid Omega. Yep. Who I've always liked. I've always liked this I character. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a cocky cool. asshole, and he definitely is on the Magneto side of like we are superior. Mm-hmm. And I, I, he's like, I'm here because what did he say? Something like Xavier finally realized I was right that yeah. we're superior, and then of course he had to follow. Well, I am at least. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did like this dynamic of Wolverine going like we're not superior. Like yeah, we're I just that, winning. Like <laughs> I have that in my notes too. Like Logan still living in that gray area. I, yeah, I really enjoy. It's so it felt him true to the Wolverine character. He's so old. He's seen all this. Yeah, he's yeah. like we're not gods. They're not devils. Yeah. We're all bad people we're all just animals trying yeah. to find our spot kind of thing but going really back like to that. kid omega i love that he comes over to help wolverine hack the computer and then he was then he's like oh yeah i bought some stuff with your credit card and yeah. wolverine's like i don't have credit cards he's like oh yeah no you do now and you have awful credit <laughs> and, then he's like, and then he like basically just tells him he knows all of his passwords which are just like bourbon cigar <laughs> one two three four five six which he is an old man yeah, he's an old is, man that's like, what he would oh, do oh man Wolverine's a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> we have more of uh, Beast trying to turn on Cerebro. Yeah. Uh, then we have what I thought was really interesting. This one got like really weird and interesting. Kid Omega and Wolverine fighting more bad guys. They get oh to a God. secret lab and they just see like pieces of people. They're like printing and like assembling assassins. Which is mixed now a whole new level of questions. Right. 
of like now I want to know about the mind of these assassins. Like, do they have a real mind? Is Are it they other mind? people's Are they mind? Controlled? Yeah, a lot of questions, and we see that Jean is still like mentally interrogating one of them. Can't- while she's doing that this scene so i'm showing nick right now the scene where gene goes into one of the assassin's minds and it's just a full page splash and she sees the the like weird masks that we saw in the first council council. council. it is so fucking gorgeous man that is such a good fucking piece of art and it also has like that those peacock feathers because yeah. remember one of them had like the peacock tattoos and shit like no beautiful so art fucking gorgeous but like in contrast to that we have Sage just pulling pieces off this oh body yeah, and there's like pieces of ears and, and like oh wow this has a weird string on it to mm-hmm. add more to this and like it's it's all really Cronenbergy weird mm-hmm. oh that's a good point yeah, yeah. that's a good. And then we see this body, like, not fully finished yet, like, no skin on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kid Omega realizes he has no powers here. I really love how freaked out he gets when he doesn't have his powers. Yeah, he's vulnerable. Yeah, because he's nothing without his powers. And I think he, like... He knows it. Yeah, he knows it. And, like, seeing him get his comeuppance like that. But also Wolverine being there to tell him, you still have hands and feet. Yeah. Do something. Like, I think is really cool. And was this a psychic dampener or a power dampener? Um, I think it might have been a power dampener because, um, no, I think it might have been a psychic one from what I, cause I think that's why Wolverine was like, yeah, they're hiding something. Otherwise yeah. they would not, they would not go through that. Which again, was very Wolverine, like being a step ahead. Cause he mm-hmm. knows how these bad guys yeah. work. Uh, they're slicing through a bunch of people. They finally get past the door and we meet Domino with half her skin missing and, chunk, and chunks of her body. And I want to point out again, this art is so like, I've come 180. On, on Joshua Casera's art here, so my apologies for the first issue. But this one is so sad too. Yeah. Like the art is Real so sad. beautiful, but also so depressing. Like there's chunks of her like uh, tissue and and muscle gone on her leg. Do you see that? Yeah, like, it's, it's real. Like they just been cutting away her, maybe just to her, make man. whatever they want to make. And it brings a question. A question we'll get into, I think, in Marauders about if you. If you get her out of that, do you just kill her to bring I her see, back? I, I was wondering that too, because like at, earlier in this issue, Wolverine says to, if she's dead, bring her back quick so we can debrief her. Yeah, which is weird because in Marauders they bring back somebody and he wants to make sure they won't remember, like so they can pick and choose where they remember. Well, I think because he died before Xavier was doing the that's loading, true, that's of, the weekly loading of everyone. Yeah, that's a good so it's a good chance that but, like, Xavier already would, had. But how how would they debrief her? Because she, when would she have been able to upload her consciousness before she got caught? Well, remember she was caught at the same time Xavier was killed, yeah. basically. So she couldn't have uploaded it to Xavier's thing, and yeah, yeah. Xavier didn't check it, check his emails. Yeah, yet. but um. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 that's it. I was just going to say, like, this... Yeah, oh yeah, that's what we are saying. So, yeah, I kind of feel like they have to kill her and bring her back. Like You can't I, leave you her can't like that. You can't leave her like that. No. You can't... That he, The healer is working over... That Morlock healer is working <laughs> overtime. I don't know what the fuck he's going to be. I know Domino gets lucky, but I don't know how... <laughs> she's not lucky She's right going to get that lucky. <laughs> if this is her lucky, fuck. <laughs> so, I think this... The, so, I'm... I'm going through these in the app too. So I gave this one four stars, if anybody's wondering. <laughs> and yeah, then we I gave four to, stars, yeah. Then we get to our next one. 
<laughs> I'll give everyone a chance to guess. I, I think we'll be more in line with this one a little bit. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I have a note that just says, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) If you think he's right, fuck you. (laughs) Okay, so next up is Fallen Angels number two. Number two by Brian Hill. So, okay, this book sucks. was my second least favorite. (laughs) That's that's crazy to me. (laughs) Um, because I, for some reason, I don't know, maybe I was tired after work or something. I didn't catch when it would say then and now. Oh, okay. So I was really confused about when the fuck things were yeah, happening. Would, yeah, that was definitely fucking things up. <laughs> see that. So I kind of had to go back a little bit and understand what's going on. Now, I do like the the past of a character working from the hand. Because I always like Daredevil stuff. And yeah, the hand so legacy. I think this is, what, twice? In these six books that the hand comes up, right? What was the other book? I think Shinobi goes to the hand, doesn't he? Well, I don't know if that was the hand. I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah. right. It could have been. I don't we'll know debate. if it was. We'll um, so we go into Psylocke's, the original Psylocke's past about doing assassinations for them, for the hand. And again, I like the art in this. It was very, to me, very 90s. If you've ever read 90s Silver Surfer, it reminds me of that. This art. Like this, okay, this splash page. Show me. This splash page is pretty cool. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. But I also, I counter that all with right. this page after she smashes the glass on the dude's head in front of him and then is f- hovering behind him. Like, I'm okay she's with all flying. That. I'm fine with all She's jumping. She's in mid-jump. I mean, uh, it, <laughs> she's in mid-jump. Every, she's a ninja. All of their faces just look so fucking dead. I can give you the faces, but everything else I like. And God fucking damn with these close-ups <laughs> like do we need any more close-ups like everything isn't that fucking i need to be right in on the face to show the emotion when there's no fucking emotion on the faces <laughs> um we cut to now of psylocke talking to x23 and okay this is where it, i kind of counter what you said last issue about how Laura already got past all this. Because in this one, she kind of explains why she sometimes still feels this way. Sure. And I'm, yeah. Now, I'm of two minds of this. Because, okay, she's explaining why she still feels this inner rage. But also, wouldn't she go to Wolverine with this? Or Gabby. Which is, remember yeah. when we were trying to figure out Honey Badger's name? Yeah. It's Gabby. She, yeah. Well, I, 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 I can see I why she wouldn't want to go to Gabby. Because that's a younger version. Like sure, but like, sister kind she of. acts like she's all alone with this rage that no one can understand. She herself has a clone. Who yes. can understand? Yeah. And she is a clone of somebody who um, <laughs> is historically rage-induced. <laughs> I will put that as sometimes you don't, even though you should, you don't want to go to your family I for get advice. That. And I, I get it too. And I'm not as angry with the Laura development in this one as I was in the first. But I still don't like I still feel like she's come further than this. Sure. No, I, agree. I will say that maybe... Being in paradise and being in a new land and being in this kumbaya world, you realize you're is still making fucked up. her feel like an outsider. Yeah, you realize you're still actually mm-hmm. fucked up. Even like, so I, I'll, I'll counter it with that myself. Like, okay, well, maybe that's what he's going for, but again, it's not good, so they're not doing a good enough job. <laughs> that's fair. Now, on the flip side of that, I do feel what you felt last time about Kid Cable. What the fuck with Kid Cable? Because he's like, I'm a man with no war now. And it's like, but you seem fine everywhere else. You are perfectly fine any other time i see you in the comics and in this one you're like i 
I have to get out there and I have to check on my sources and my my confidants and I need a war. Which why do like, you have sources? You where? just got to this timeline. <laughs> why do you know about this secret it's camp? It's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. This book would probably be fine on its own, but it in, could just be a Psylocke book. It, yeah, if this were just called Psylocke, yeah, one hundred percent, this would I would already be much higher on this book it definitely seems forced to, to have forced teamwork this less forced... x-23 but more cable yeah. And, yeah and even if this were a psylocke and x-23 story okay mm-hmm. yeah that's fine like female kid assassins cable, kid cable is not doing it here especially because he's new he's a newish character yeah so like i don't know his dramatic history no. but let's say we're taking it off cable cable was never a tortured soul he was just no, like a military guy. He was guy. a man on a mission. Yeah, but he was never tortured. No. He knew his past and accepted it. Yeah, and I and I never got the vibe that if Cable didn't have a war to fight, that he would be lost. I think he'd I be at feel, peace. I feel like he'd be like, finally. Yeah. It's over. I did I did my mission and I can sit. I I've been wanting to sit down for so long. <laughs> now this is another part I didn't like. Um now we have after she Psylocke tells cable no i'm not gonna help you for some reason yeah um dazzler I did, comes. wait i will say okay uh, before we get to that because it sounds like something we both think is dumb um when she t- tells cable no oh shit well i just lost my fucking thought where would it go we can edit the silence that's whatever if it comes back to just jump in oh, yeah, I'm gonna jump in. um dazzler comes and it's kind of like hey are you okay if you need someone to talk to, like, I'm here. And I got, like, this almost dread of, like, is Dazzler going to be one of the people that has some kind of, like, deep emotional problem? Yeah, because Dazzler is a happy person. <laughs> and if you do anything else to Dazzler, it's not good. Ben um, does. So here's, yeah. so here's the, the, the part where he was, she explains why he doesn't, she doesn't want him to go. Because she says, if we keep leaving Krakoa, we might piss it off. Like, she's basically saying... Krakoa is kind of under lockdown right now. Yeah. And we're pressing our luck every time we go out there. So I want to make sure we only go out there to finish it. Yeah. But then two pages later, she's like, eh, fuck it, let's go. Yes, that and also like, who fucking cares? Yeah. If you're going, your mission is not going to be finished. The three of you also hate it there anyway. So who cares if you get locked out? Yeah. (laughs) But the, the other thing with Dazzler, when fucking Psylocke is like... Joy doesn't make everyone happy. Like, oh, for fuck's sake, with oh. this dialogue. Okay, dude, it's so as someone heavy fucking yes, handed. as someone who writes, I looked at that and went, I get what the intention of yes, the line but was. Damn, was that a swing and a miss? Yeah, it was. It didn't land correctly. I get the intention of it. It's oh, very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I get the idea. It's of very like, Zack Snyder of like, I get what you meant. Oh my god, but it didn't really land. But I get what you meant. <laughs> release the release the hill cut. Listen. I am part of Lisa Snyder Cut. I'm part of that group. Oh, man. Well, there goes all seven of our listeners. <laughs> but we love all seven of you. So, <laughs> after that... Back. I'm not one of the Snyder people, so come back. <laughs> we get two pages about the hand and how they kind of... They're kind of mantra of how they run things. And, and again, more, cool. More shitty writing. Uh, yeah. Um, again, that's another version of, like, I get what you're trying to do, but... Uh, I was with it, like... Fine, this seems like something a hand would do. A wasp does not consider the pain of its sting. A snake does not consider the grief of the mouse. And then it gets all, the world, 
as must the one also be, is already dead. Like, what? You went from, like, really I, concise <laughs> to, like, now you have, like, several different fucking, like, I thought it was going to end with, like, ancient Chinese secret, yeah. huh? <laughs> like, it also, can we talk about, so this page, the page I'm referring to is one of the, I guess we call them data pages, even when they're just poorly written pieces of poetry. <laughs> but um, it's the one where it's, a wasp does not consider the pain of its sting. Plus... A snake does like this. Yeah, not what plus. it looks like. It looks like a fucking equation yeah. to me. Like, is it a haiku or is like a, <laughs> so? It's not like supposed kind of to be. <laughs> so I get to the bottom and I'm well, is, the mouse all along. Is it the five fingers of the hand? One, two, three, four, five. I guess maybe. Yeah, mm. maybe. <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. Is, I did like this next bit about Psylocke's past in Japan. How she's supposed to kill this woman, but she doesn't, and doesn't, and lets her get away, but mm-hmm. she gets caught anyway. Like yeah. showing like. This woman feels hopeless because things never work out the way she wants. Yeah, and I did like like I told her I killed her husband, but I'm not going to kill her. She's mm-hmm. pregnant, and I let her go. But then I didn't like she's telling this. It seems like she's telling this to Mrs. Sinister, and then we're back to that same problem of like what happened to Sassy Sinister though. Sassy Sinister needs to come back, man. Yeah, this Sinister, he is in fairness, he is. This is Mrs. Sinister. This is the guy we grew up with. I know, but he's not the one that's been there. No, he's the not the one I like the while. most. Yeah. <laughs> also, and then there's that. He's not the one that current exists in the other books and this like, this prompted your comment that when uh, zeb williams said when you're part of the x-men books you get to read the other books like months in advance and then you said i said but does that go for brian hill too because like it doesn't <laughs> seem like he's being invited to the fucking writer's room <laughs> and he has to do his work over here and everyone else gets to go and play and hang out and go on these <laughs> marvel retreats and poor brian hill who is a good writer yes is left to construct this garbage, gets, which again I don't think would be garbage if this were a book on its own, not related to the larger world of Krakoa. Yes. But all these are supposed to connect and build a universe, and this one doesn't fit into the fucking universe. And I think that's I what aggravates me the most. I agree, and like we just said, I think it's be better suited as just a Psylocke book. Mm-hmm. If there's a Psylocke book that happened to have other characters there once in a while, I'd definitely be more lenient. Sure, to that, I think I would too. So this book eventually ends with Psylocke saying, fuck it, let's just help Cable on his mission. Yeah, after I said no and gave several reasons why not, I've just changed my mind. Yeah, and then it ends with them fighting a giant robot for some reason. Listen, I love Toku stuff, which means I love random giant robots. (laughs) All right, this was like, okay, and now they fought a giant robot. And, And the ending line is, we all need to trust our anger now. Like... God fucking damn it. Is Very there not, melodramatic. Is there not a moment in this book where you're not being a ham-fisted piece of shit, Psylocke? <laughs> uh, now, before we get to the issue threes... I gave this one one star because it wouldn't let me give it zero stars. <laughs> I guess I could have just not rated it. You could have not rated it, that's true. <laughs> but then how will they know your opinion? But then how will they understand my anger? <laughs> Uh, I had a train of thought lost it. So we're going next issue. Wait, now. no, you said before we go to the next one. Yeah, you I, 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 to forgot, do I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah, it's right, fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, Did you want to try to rate them or something? or uh, like Put them in order? I would just say that I think out of this batch, I think it's almost, a tie, again, a tie between New Mutants and Marauders. The yeah. last Marauders was really fun, too. I think oh, Like all New the twos, Mut- you mean? All the yeah, second all issues? the twos. Yeah, yeah. I, I think New Mutants, for me, wins, wins this one. So if I were putting... Uh, Marauders 2 against Wait, New Mutants 2. Put, put it, but you have to compare moments then. So 
pe- everyone hugging as a family mm. or booty, pyro- inspection. Py- booty inspection or pyro biting someone for kicking store. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because it's really hard. The right? emotional side of them all hugging and getting to be kids again because they all are slightly younger. Yes. They all are under younger bodies. Like that movie that's eventually think... going to come out, right? That movie? Please? Yeah. Can you yeah. put that Can't... movie out? Just put it on Disney+. Plus. Just just put it on Hulu. Just put it on Hulu. Of Hulu. Put it yeah, on you the own it. Hulu. You don't have to reshoot anything. Just no, put just whatever's put done book. and just dump it on put there. Put several copies up there. I'll watch yeah. them all. Several <laughs> I'll watch them all. So I, feel, I love the new mutants. I have a feeling it's good. And what's her name? Aya or Anya, whatever the Taylor girl's name from, Joel, the, yeah, yeah. from The Witch. Yeah. Is the Witch. perfect fucking Ileana. Yes, like, absolutely. perfect fucking casting. And from what we saw in concept art, she gets the demon sword and the yeah. metal arm and like, yeah. I just want to see it. I just, just want to see it. And Maisie Williams, I think, would make a great rain. Yeah. Put it up. She's eternally short. Just let me... Just, yeah. Oh, God. And she's feisty. Yeah. <laughs> Put her in a wolf costume and let her go. I heard they wanted to do reshoots to add X-23 and then that never went through because Disney never approved the reshoots and then now it's just... It's just sitting in the storage room somewhere, it basically. Because the movie is done. Yes. The, the version that we know of this movie is done. The horror movie version. The horror movie version. Is done. And they wanted to originally do minor reshoots to put more horror elements. Mm-hmm. But allegedly, this was the demon bear story yeah. with these kids at a psych ward yes, in the current time, New Mutants. And then they just wanted to do a few minor things. And then Disney took control. And then they didn't want to put it out and confuse people because they eventually want to do mutants. And that's a whole other thing we'll talk about. I was so excited for this when they announced it. And I'm every time I remember that there's a full new mutants movie out somewhere, I'm like, you have two different streaming services and you can't put it up. And allegedly this was radar. So just put on Hulu. Just put it on fucking anywhere. You won't lose any money. Just it's there. It's, it's done. Yours. It's fucking yours. Like, anyway. Yes, that but right. I, I guess I guess I'll go with New Mutants. Yeah, because that 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 scene with them all getting together again, Rain just sleeping on the couch, finally comfortable with everybody. Yeah, it was nice. Seeing how fucking I, I like Matt Rosenberg as a writer, but seeing how he treated literally all of these characters in that last Uncanny Run. Yeah. And how they're being treated now, I night and day. Fucking great. <laughs> all right, so now we have X Men Three. This is a book that I had I had one opinion on, and then it changed near the end of the book. Interesting. Yes, and in a good way. So we cut to Krakoa, and it's just like a big field, and then we see four people in these kind of like almost steampunk-esque suits yeah. pop out of a gateway. So we're in the Savage Land. Is it? Oh, yeah, Savage Land. Yeah, Through so, Krakoa. So they, they, they call it a part of Krakoa, the Savage Land. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, I do want to start off with saying, hey, look, X-Men characters we haven't seen yet. Pixie and Anole. And it doesn't, oh. it doesn't last long for them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they don't get killed, though. They just get, like, No, frozen. they just get fr- their powers taken away from them and put in goop. Yeah. Um, so they get put in goop by these four mystery people. Which we find out later it takes away their powers. Yes. And it then cuts to a meeting of the Quiet Council. Mm-hmm. Which I like because we haven't really seen them do this. Yeah, and you can see the empty seat too from Xavier. That and also I love the quipping. I I was worried at first and then immediately reassured because we had quipping back and forth oh by my God, right? Emma I, and Jean. I had the same reaction where I'm like, man, they're being really fucking assholes. And like they're and going then, backwards. Yeah. And, and then, then when she was like, all right, I'll see you for drinks later. Yeah, you want to drink later? Okay, I'm, uh, you're paying. Yeah, yeah I, I always pay. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that last that little bitchy. Uh, in uh-huh. fairness, as two men saying this, but. That's not how women act sometimes. Like the frenemies, the frenemy women. Yeah, that's just I sometimes it, how yeah. it is. 
from yeah, I have a lot of female friends, and that's kind of the way they treat their own I, friends. I love the way Emma was like, "Ah, oh, you got me on that one." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I then, didn't really like Scott in this scene, though. Like, I didn't like the way he was like, "Is everything okay? I I feel like there's trouble." Like that was fine. But then he was like, when she's like, "Oh yeah, there's something wrong," and he's like, "Good thing I've been well trained in righting wrongs. Don't worry, I'll take care of it." Like, but he does have that moment before. Like, I like the way he talks later in the book. Oh also, yeah, me too. But like this time, it was really weird. And I'm gonna chalk it up to him being nervous that that Gene and him <laughs> <laughs> that all my exes are in a room, well, all two need, of them. I just need Wolverine to pop in. I just need <laughs> Madeline Pride. Hey sister, you want to bring back Madeline Pride? And <laughs> I think that's where we're heading. You think so? I really think so. Oh, what if? Us seeing him with other women's all like a red herring, and he just has Madeline Pride somewhere. He's already, he's already had her. He's she's <laughs> back already. Like who's one of the first? Like Pyro thought he was the first one, but it was really Madeline. <laughs> I mean, he's the one that is was Madeline the father of Cable, or was yeah. it Gene? Mm-hmm. It was Madeline, right? Madeline. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If she, I don't know if Madeline was actually considered a mutant though. Well, she's a clone of Gene, so yeah, I guess. I think so. so. Also, we, I have a note from this one. Has Jean taken her mask off yet? No. She's that's, looked exactly the same. That's weird, right? That she's wearing the mask There's going to be some kind of reveal with this version of Jean. There has to be. Like, it, like, I'm fine with her being Marvel Girl because she doesn't want... It's her chance to start over and she doesn't yeah. want to be the Phoenix. I get it. I'm fine with that. But, like, at no point does she take her mask off when she's around her friends? or like no. She's not on a mission. It's just her clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Anyway. Um, we cut back and we see that these four people are old women fucking hate these people so like there's a lot of potential here but like i'm it's so annoying this is where i went back and forth because i started going like okay this is very once again like last issue this is very indie image comics hickman yes very much so yeah but then the more i read about them the more i was like these could be really cool characters they could be yeah but right now they're annoying the f word the f word yeah the b word like some of the writing it was good and cheesy, but almost intentionally cheesy. Oh, yeah. It was definitely intentionally cheesy, but it was, like, too much of it. Like, a little bit would have gone a long way with these yeah. characters. But it was like, oh, my God, we're still doing this. So, Cyclops informed everyone that Krakow is all messed up. It's giving headaches to psychics. Yeah. It, all the shit, all I the love, gateways are messed up. I love this data page. Are, is that what you're going to talk about? The Krakow screaming one? Uh, I, did, I actually skipped it by accident, but yes. Okay, so what this says is basically that... So, do you know about Krakoa as a character? How, like, he, he would eat mutants, right? Like, that's what he was supposed I didn't, to do. That, that was good. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so, I didn't know he lives off eating two mutants a yeah, year. <laughs> yeah. So, like, reading that, I was like, well, okay. They finally explained why it works for them on Krakoa. One, he's smaller, so he needs less. They all agree that they'll give a little bit of their energy to benefit this. Yeah. And then I like that they're like, oh, and, and to make sure it's not going crazy, we have Celine and Emplate who also suck mutant energy. Yeah. Keeping an eye on it, but we can't trust them. So we have two people keeping an eye on them too. <laughs> so I like that there's like, so we have these safeguards and these safeguards, but yet still Krakow is fucking not working. <laughs> but then also, when they have these safeguards, are they still feeding two mutants a year? No, so he... he instead of feeding two mutants he, a year. Instead of feeding on two mutants a year. Because that would year, be... I mean, I know we can bring them yeah, back, nobody's but still. Sac- nobody's being sacrificed. No, no. <laughs> Before... In order to sustain himself, he would need at least two mutants a year. Yeah. But this way, he can just take a little bit all year long. Nobody gets, nobody has to die. Everybody, yeah. can, no one even feels the difference because there's so many there that it, no one generally feels the energy being left. 
But since Krakoa is falling apart, that's why Jean, that's why Emma keep having these psychic, psychic headaches. Yes. And then we have Emma, Sebastian Shaw, and Cyclops go to another mutant who I thought was always underappreciated because he's always a simple man, Gateway. Gateway just does his own thing. He sits in Australia, <laughs> just being a weird just, guy. Just hanging out. Hanging out. Meditating. Especially at the end of the book when they're like, you were so helpful. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say thank you for being so helpful or whatever. I'm like, damn, man, you don't have to be so mean. Uh, Gateway so, only helps when you ask him. You never asked him for shit. So then we get my personal favorite part of this book. <laughs> uh, after they see Did these old it? women, they see these old women just picking the flowers Sebastian goes, I'll just talk to them. And he gives them a whole speech about how, like, he's a businessman and, like, ladies, ladies, if you would just work with me, we could work together. Oh, wait, what was the part before they start talking to them? What did the women say? Uh, oh you dress God. like an S word. Yeah. And that re- those reaction shots were so funny. Oh, Sebastian just covering his mouth. And, like, and like Scott looking away, like, uh oh. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's all and, very and Emma's face, like, what? What the fuck did that old lady just say to me? So Sebastian says, all right, ladies, here's what we're going to do. Honestly, being very political and cordial. He started and very nice. well. He did start. He did not end well. He didn't end well, no. But he started very well. I, my note real quick before I forget to read it is, Nick, Sebastian Shaw monologue. <laughs> yeah. He got a lot of them this time. This I, and my next note in Marauders was... Nick, are you happy? There's Sebastian everywhere. <laughs> There's a lot of them. I like it. So the women put this goop in his face, and now we realize it takes away powers. Because mm. then the women just beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> he gets, at the end of the issue, when he's standing behind them at the Quiet Council, yeah, he just bruises <laughs> off. <laughs> I really love that. So Cyclops goes, fuck it. I'll just stay away and mm-hmm. then shoot my laser, which is yep. common sense. But... But then said, you broke my hip. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I she, didn't l- want she lures our good old fucking boy scout in. Yeah. She just shoots the goop in his face. <laughs> oh, God. And then, of course, Emma just, what's wrong with all of you? And then we cut to who these women are. Mm-hmm. And hoard they culture. W- hoard culture. And basically, they work for a plant company and they want to dictate what plants live and what don't, but then also dictate. Who lives? Yeah, they basically want to... They're basically eco-terrorists. They want to the Earth to reclaim itself. They want to get rid of X number of people. They're like the Thanos approach. Almost the Poison Ivy approach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Definitely Poison Ivy vibes. Like, if we can get rid of half the world's population, the Earth will be better. Especially this fucked up picture of the guy. Oh, that is such a cool It's a great picture, but it's so sick. It, It reminded me of the TV show Hannibal. Like I was like, oh man, it gave me swamp thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that too. Um, so we get a explanation of who they are, mm-hmm. and of course, Emma going, "You've been a great help to yeah. to Gateway." Yeah, as they just walk out through the gate in their or through the Kirkowen gate, and they're like, "And just remember, we can come back whenever we want now." Well, they said like, shit. "Yeah, we didn't have enough samples to really control it, so either we're but going we to do. control it, kill it, mm-hmm. and do whatever we want." Yep. So that to me is such a unique, great bad guy. Mm-hmm. I agree that there's a lot of potential. I don't like their their corniness over and over again get tiring to me. Yeah, like, I wouldn't want a whole issue no. of them talking, but them no. in situations I'm, is very fun. I'm perfectly fine with short little arcs with them in it, yeah. and then they beat them, and then they come back in like a year or something. You know, like I'm fine with them being recurring, even if that's the case. Just, I expect a moment when all these books realize we have all these enemies coming at us at once. What do we do? Mm-hmm. And just 
get the council and get like maybe when Xavier comes back when they finally resurrect him, he can be like, all right, I had time to think. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. I also love this last page about horde culture and these four women because I like the very last one. Doesn't don't need friends, don't want them. Yeah. I like how like they do best friends with Opal, best friends with Augusta. Think she's best friends with Opal, but she <laughs> but isn't. isn't. <laughs> That's such a Hickman thing. Yeah. No. So that was really good. I gave and, this one three stars. Yeah, I think three is fair. So that was X Men number three. Good stuff. Which brings us to. Brings us to Marauders number three. Now, this book, I think, was, in a good way, different from the last two. Yeah. Because it's so funny and adventurous. The yeah, first this two, one was very... A little slower, mm-hmm. a little more plotting. Yeah. But I think also plotting the villain of this story. Yeah, yeah. Because if you remember the first issue, it, the Sinister Secrets was mm-hmm. about, don't look at the boat, look what's under the boat. Yeah, and now we, we see know. the submarine. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to the Black King himself, Sebastian Shaw. Uh, I guess this is the first time he went to the island. Yes, it, it starts in the very early dawn of, or I mean, House of X days. Yeah, and he, see, <laughs> he sees Pyro just in a wheelchair oh drooling. God. Yeah, because so he's there. <clears throat> excuse me, he's there to bring back his son Shinobi. Yes, who I don't know anything about. I know a little bit about him. Do you know how he died? In the last Uncanny Run. Yeah. They wore, oh my god. Because it was a hand in his face. Is that that Cassandra? Not Cassandra Kane. Cassandra No, it's him. He did it to himself. Because he can phase through things. Okay, that's his power. So he basically phased into his own head and killed himself. Because he he was being controlled. Remember in the... Did you you stopped reading the Uncanny Run, didn't you? Back when this is the last the last one. I did stop reading. Okay, so basically the big reveal was they were all more or less being manipulated by Emma Frost, okay. who herself was being controlled by like some government agency. Of course. But she thought she was playing them, they were playing her. It was it, it got too convoluted. But when he realized X-Men getting too convoluted. Know, right? But when he realized that everything he had been doing was Emma's control and not his, mm-hmm. he killed himself. Okay. Because he didn't want her in his mind anymore. Okay, fair enough. So when he comes to see if his son has been remade, he sees Pyro in this chair drooling. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't like because he just got resurrected. It's because no. he got into Logan's stash. Yes. He found him sleeping it off. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he says, my son won't remember. No, man, not your son or Pyro. Oh, no, that, I thought that was him saying that. Okay, no. Yeah, no, no it's it's just like, hey, man, just in the it's, background. It's Pyro just back there screaming, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I do the, my favorite pyro line of the week though is when <laughs> he's like he's my son and he's like he's us and a mutant <laughs> he's like yes yes pyro and a mutant no he's writing pyro fantastic <laughs> <laughs> uh, so shinobi pops off his egg and he's kind of freaking out of course because you've been resurrected sure and you don't know what the situation is and I did like that this is you could tell Sebastian sees this as a second chance mm-hmm. obviously. Sees it as a second chance to solidify power, not necessarily to be close to his son, because he spends the entire issue lying to his son. Yes, but in a guy like him, it him is for the greater good, for his greater good. Yes, I, I don't necessarily think he's. I'm not saying it's honorable, but he's doing it. I don't think he's necessarily doing it for Shinobi's benefit. I think he doesn't want to tell him because he wants to be able to control him. Sure, he's definitely. 
especially in last issue where we saw how much Emma had the upper hand on mm-hmm. him, I think we're seeing he's not fully weak in no. any way. Oh, no, no. no. Which he is good. Plan. Which yeah. is good. Yeah, he's a smart character. Mm-hmm. He's done so much already in the books. Um, so we have him kind of showing around, showing Shinobi everything that's been happening. He's like, so how did I get here? He's like, we'll get to that later. Which, listen, if I'm resurrected, I want to know how the fuck I died. But sure, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So did you say you don't want to know? Or you I would do want to know. You would want to know? Yeah, like, how did I die? So yeah. it doesn't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's showing him everything, and immediately I'm like, oh, he's wearing a red suit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So clearly the idea was he brought him back to be the Red King. Now, this was really Emma interesting. Because fucked it all up. <laughs> yeah. When they come out of the portal and go back to New York, they see it's all fenced off. And they're saying, it's not for you. It's for the other humans. Yeah. And then we see two humans in kind of like, uh, I guess, Morrison era X-Men costumes. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just push them away, or Sebastian Shaw does. And they said, like... Praise be, we are seen by the gods. Yeah, so it's like a cult that worships the mutants now. Which I would totally see that. Yeah, yeah I can see that happening. But, but here, I have, maybe you remember. Was the United States one of the countries that made a treaty with Krakoa? Yes. Oh, okay. They did. Because I was like, why would they just let them come in like that? Then? Yeah, they did. Okay. But also, I like the idea that when he says something like, there's people who hate us, people who worship us now, mm-hmm. just the way humans yeah. do yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, it is says, a little weird, though, that like just because they have those good drugs, they don't have to like go through metal detectors or any kind of security when they come in. Are you telling me in America, they let another foreign country get away with whatever the fuck they wanted just because they have things that America wants. Is that what you're saying? You think in this, that's a very strong real world. (laughs) It's a very strong argument. If Saudi, I'm sorry, if Krakoa, um, did did anything terrible, I mean, let's say Krakoa just took an uh, American journalist and just hacked let's him up and fed him to Krakoa. <laughs> hypothetically Hypothetically, speaking. you think they would just let him get away with it because they sell him drugs and things they want? Hmm. Come know, on. When this, you put it like that. This comic world is out when of I, When you put it like that, I really do see the flaw in this. Now. Yes. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to our Saudi Arabian listeners. <laughs> All zero of you. Yeah, I, was I don't uh, think we have any Saudi. I'll be fair. I'd love to get a tweet like, "I am actually the Saudi Arabian listener." <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh my, sh- oh my lord. We do are, have are we in danger? <laughs> Is the prince who's a fan of wrestling also a fan of X Men podcasts? Oh fuck, we're well, doubly in that- danger. <laughs> There's this great moment in like early Family Guy where Matthew Perry is like, time to read every high school newspaper. Let's see if I'm in it. And like he, Meg wrote a thing about Luke Perry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, it's like one of those moments. But yeah. um, anyway, so Shinobi says, I got to handle business in um, Japan. And Sebastian's like, hey, just go through the portal. I'm going to save you a day <laughs> of traveling on a plane. Right? That was pretty cool. Yeah. So we don't know why he's there yet. It seems like there was someone he owed money to. Now, I was a little confused because... It's like the guy that he owes money to knew he died. Mm-hmm. Well, he was like, well, we haven't heard from you in a while. But the little pause is like, mm-hmm. we just assumed you were dead. Yeah. Because you can't really hide from, I guess, the hand. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe it's not the hand. Maybe, yeah, I just, mean, uh, there are other organizations in the yeah. world. <laughs> there is the Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think there's not secret Japanese organizations? Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> do I need to teach you about the real world? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I read more comics here. Hold so. on. We got really close to a line with Saudi Arabia. Let's not cross it with Japan. <laughs> the Yakuza. <laughs> let's piss off Saudi, the, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia let's and do, the Yakuza. Let's please not do that. Um, I really liked these top secret files. 
from the people we don't know who they are yet. Mm-hmm. Like the well, ending, they, I'm pretty sure they're American. Are they, you think? I think so. There's something... I, I, I should have written it down because I knew we were trying to figure that out before. Yeah. But there was something in one of them where they had mentioned that they were working... like. Well, maybe, because it says U.S. Navy intel can confirm the speed. It's unknown. Because the other book, they mentioned how they can't work on American soil. But I think, I mean, that could be America, too. That could be because American. That's yeah, true. You know. um, I, but I love everything's fine, but the ending of, like, P.S. Are you coming to the holiday? Yeah, <laughs> right? that was funny. Like, <laughs> like, they wouldn't put that. Who is talking? They wouldn't Who put is that talking in right now? <laughs> but I also want to point out the next page also has another, like, data, data splash. And it's text between... Uh, Kate and, and Bishop, yeah. <laughs> and Kate, this is fun. I, I love the exchange, but like Kate, when she was Kitty, used to be very tech savvy. Yeah, used to be very good with computers. Used to be very smart. Used to be a fucking ninja, and now she's sending unencrypted messages. Well, this is more. Like, I don't care. Yeah, well, yeah. she doesn't give a fuck. But she's <laughs> sending unencrypted do? messages. In the first issue, she just leaves a message in a bottle for anyone to find. <laughs> yeah. Like she's being very fucking reckless. Also, which goes back love... to my theory from last week. My girls have a manic, break. A, a manic episode, and I, I'm here to support. I, them as it. a uh, as a black man, took this discussion every time she went the red bishop. You're not going to be the black bishop. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the red. See what bishop. I'm doing, bishop? I'm not going to make you the black one. No, you're and red. she's like, you look good and red. He's like, no, I won't. <laughs> no, no. I told you, I don't know. No, because <laughs> like, he he's not the kind of character that cares no. about power. No, like he literally absorbs power and shoots at people. Yeah, he he's fine. He doesn't care about status and no. shit like that. Um, I still want a spy versus spy book of just Cable and Bishop trying to kill each other. One hundred percent. Let's just make it ourselves. <laughs> so then we cut back to Sebastian, kind of showing the lay of the land in this, in his area expertise in this situation of like transporting drugs and shipping to people, uh-huh. and explaining how some places still don't want to have gateways. Yes. And he kind of tells his son, "Hey, this is your submarine. Mm-hmm. You do this under the radar." Yep. And like I said before, this is going back to what's under the boat. Yeah. And it which seems I, to be this. Yeah. Which good callback, by the way. I forgot yeah. about that. So I remember all the sinister sassy secrets. <laughs> I have them right? I have them written down and pinned to a board, and I'm trying to connect them all every night, my man. And there was a line here, so I have to go back and actually read it. Um It's time to cash out from the human race. Yeah. Uh the aging one percent of their population owns 9% of the wealth. In five years, the opportunity will be lost. The drugs only prolong their lives for that long. Yeah. And then have them bleed them dry. Yeah. So basically, from what I understand he's doing here is he's like, listen, so we've sold them drugs that are going to make them live a little bit longer. Yeah. Which gives us more time to swindle all the humans out of their wealth (laughs) and bring it to us. And then by time, the expiration date comes up on the drugs they'll all be dead we'll have all their money and we can inherit the world is what i think is my interpretation of what he's yeah saying. now this last page when he's like can you just tell me what happened to me oh what a fucking bastard <laughs> the white and red queens conspire to murder you oh your now, boy is such a bastard i had to think like well he could just look up kitty wasn't even a member <laughs> like at that time yeah but also but in, in that a group, way Emma did kind of conspire to kill him. The Emma part is true. Because what I just got done explaining to you. Yes. She was one of the reasons he killed himself. <laughs> so. It's it's in part true. <laughs> I gave uh, this issue. I gave it three. It? I gave it three stars. Three X's you mean. I gave it three X's. Yeah, it's you. a triple X <laughs> book. It's a triple X book. 
Um, and then we're coming to Excalibur. Take the lead, my friend. Okay, my friend. Go ahead. Because think... I'm sorry, I just don't care. Just don't have it in you. Okay. I don't so care. I'll be per- it's not bad. It's not like it's, it's like, you know, excruciating to get through. I just don't give a fuck. I get it, man. Um, the, the, you know, magic ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I do like but magic. Do. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like, I love like Justice League Dark. And stuff like yeah, that, I so. like a lot of magic, but this yeah. isn't, isn't doing it for you. This is more... It's because you, I don't like black writers. You don't like women writers. That's what, it, <laughs> that's what it's coming down to. And I don't know what to do with this this prejudice that we've discovered about ourselves. The other day, actually, I told my friend, he said the only interesting character in uh, the new Star Wars movies is Kylo Ren. I said, yeah, as a white man, you only like the white man, yeah. and you don't care about the yeah. <laughs> the white woman or the black guy. Yeah, yeah. And, well, oh, here we go with that thing. Like, it's a real thing. It's a real thing, dude. That's why... It's um, even subtle. It doesn't actually mean like you're a racist no, asshole. It's but just, it's, it also goes to why representation matters. Yeah. Because you, as a white man are focusing and seeing yourself in some way, good and bad, yeah. in Kylo for a reason. Yeah. Now, wouldn't that be great if other people with other experiences got to fucking enjoy that? I had to grow up just going with the flow. You had to grow up <laughs> being like, I guess Luke Skywalker, I'm not short or white, but yeah. I guess that's who I am. Like, Anyway, Peter Parker was mine. Anyway, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is fair. Which is fair, but also I'm glad Miles is around so that kids who don't look like me but have similar experiences, have their own fucking hero to look up to. Well, that's why I'm not... And I could have looked up to Miles and had some empathy toward... I I grew up in a very diverse area, so I'm lucky for that. But like people who didn't could have seen their superhero be be a person of color, a mixed fucking person, and be like, oh, that's cool. I didn't grow up loving Black Panther comics, but when I first saw a trailer for Black Panther, Mm -hmm. I almost cried. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like that's you just what you it called is. me and you're like man i need a hug i need a hug they're playing run the jewels and the <laughs> yes. black panther trailer yeah. i don't know what to do <laughs> okay so excalibur this is issue number three of excalibur by teeny howard and marcus oh, toe actually this is the one part i did find really interesting the whole okay, thing cool. richter. richter so richter finally comes we've been richter has been on the covers we've been we've known he's been coming for a while so it starts with richter in his in his home in i guess new york from what we find out later but um so he's <clears throat> brooding my man richter there's a lot of beer bottles hanging around he's pretty sad turns out he can't like control his many. power <laughs> yeah my man's got a drinking problem <laughs> like if you look on the shelves too <laughs> mm-hmm. so one thing i discovered after reading this because i i am not as well versed in richter as, as i would like to be beer bottles <laughs> <laughs> on the wall 14 bottles of beer um he apparently is a character that has um struggled with depression in oh. the in the comics before Okay. So this, I guess, is kind of like he's. I only that issue. know him from X Factor. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, there was a time when he lost his powers during the House of M. When yeah, yeah, and, and I, I think he... that's when they just they talked about him having depression. Yeah. And his depression seems very tied to his mental state. Seems very tied to how his powers are going. So given yes. that he's depressed now and he can't control his powers, I think he dated Shatterstar. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I have a theory about Shatterstar in these opening pages. Okay. So he can't control his powers. He doesn't want to go to Krakoa because Krakoa is Earth, is is land, and he is making land fall apart right now. He doesn't want to fuck it up, yeah. So he's afraid that he'll go to paradise and destroy it. But he gets a phone call from somebody. So I think it's it, I think it's Shatterstar based on the fact that not only is he saying we're family, we're family come home, but he also calls him Julio. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like there's like that familiarity there. Yeah. So that's my theory why it's because he there was the whole and group sleeping of a coffin. X Factor. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they were part of X Factor. Yeah. So he he goes to sleep in his coffin, which is weird. Yeah. I guess weird. he's a vampire now. 
But here's what part I thought you would like about Excalibur this week. There's a mutant Reddit. Clearly. I did like that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really you, did. I thought you would appreciate that. So I, and I do. I do like this data page because it, it's a lot of. So like, it's a horrible place full of horrible people. One hundred. Much like Reddit. Much, much like Krakoa. <laughs> oh shit. Um. So one of the things I liked about this are basically people tampons on the island, like people like asking like Legitimate basic questions. questions of like. So I'm getting ready to go to Krakoa, and I have a question about: Is there electricity yeah. there? Like question about childcare. Yeah. Can, can I bring my pets? Can I bring my kid? Is uh, who wants to meet up at the Atlanta Gate? Like I thought that was really fun. A soccer team? Anyone want to start a soccer yeah, team? Yeah, right. Which I, I thought like that's two soccer references within the first five pages because the kids are playing soccer too. So, <laughs> but yeah, this whole conversation has someone like, what's it like going there? Is it safe to go there? So I think that's I think that is Richter when he's yeah. like throwaway account here. Obviously, Richter's depressed, so he doesn't want anybody to trace back to him. But then somebody says, "Why don't you go with somebody?" He's like, "No, it's fine. Bye." Like. Like he's being real depressed, man. So I, I'm pretty sure that that person at the bottom, talking about like, hey, do we know anybody about not being able to control powers? That's got to be Richter because his powers are going out of control. Yeah. So then we cut to other world. Well, uh, here's the thing. I thought there could be more to that. Assuming it's not Richter, if some if people all of a sudden who don't go to the island can't control their power, that could be a That'd very be interesting. interesting. So story. if it's not Richter, then that is a very like oh fuck what's like, going on here. Like so people you, are dependent. So you yeah. So we're making humanity dependent on drugs and mutants dependent on living on Krakoa. Yeah, that could be interesting. Which thing. could be really fucked up. So I kind of hope it is Richter then because I don't really, <laughs> that would be that'd be really <laughs> shitty. Yes, then we cut to Otherworld. So then we're in Otherworld. We got Morgan Le Fay being pissed off that those goddamn Krakoan gates are still in her shit. She calls the uh, the leader of the, the other coven that's working for her. And basically they talk about getting people upset that Captain Britain is a mutant now. So like she's going to leak it to the press. And she's like, I don't know if the press is going to pick up on it. You know, there's a new fucking nation in the world. <laughs> they might not be paid what attention. What does she call them again? She, calls, um, she doesn't call them mutants. Witch breed, yeah, witch breed, which makes no breed. sense, but all right, yeah. I, I it took me too long to figure out. Oh, they're talking about mutants, like, <laughs> that's just what they call mutants in the other world, I guess, which is weird. But Shogo the dragon makes an appearance, he's flying by doing recon, yeah, gotta do love that. I do like that. Um, so later when, when Shogo goes and meets with um Betsy and Jubilee and, and Gambit, and keep in mind, I have my two minute Gambit and Rogue deep, Corner coming deep up, love, deep love for Gambit, yep. <laughs> so um. I do like that she explains a little bit of like the reason he turned into a dragon is because um, babies always have like this m- mythical power in in magic and in fairy folklore and all that stuff. So like he's very powerful. He's more powerful than the rest of us because he's pure imagination. Imagination. In a world of pure imagination. <laughs> so like he can basically be whatever he wants here. And homeboy loves a purple dragon. So yeah. here he is. Yeah. And I love the artwork of Shogo thinking. Like, look, I go through here. I become a dragon. Yeah. And like later, there's a, a scene of him hugging Jub, like a, a little drawing like, of Jubilee. Yeah. yeah, so I thought that was cute. So then we get <clears throat> Remy being angry. He's mad that uh, everybody's worried about their brother or their dragon kid. He's like, but at least they're up and moving. Your motherfucking dragon kid is flying. My girl's back home in a fucking coma, <laughs> hanging out with Apocalypse. Yeah. So like, can we fucking hurry this mission up? And so they decide to fly uh, Shogo. To get dropped off at the castle where Morgan Le Fay is to try to rescue her brother Brian. Okay, this is what I don't like. Why is Captain Britain, the original, I don't know his real name. What's his real name? Brian. Brian. I don't like that he's chained up, but he's still mind-controlled. So what's the, what's the point of chaining him up if he's still mind-controlled? At some point, they say, hold him tight, he's a beast. So I don't know if he's just like berserker mode now or something. But, but yeah, I, I yeah. get you. I get you. Yeah. If, they, if they're controlling his mind, 
then control his mind. Like, yeah. can, like make him fucking do what you want. I, I don't it's like. It's not my this, favorite book. I'm not trying yeah. to say it was my favorite book. I don't like this action scene because the the shots just feel weird. Which like, one are we talking? When they go, when, when they jump off, off the dragon. dragon yeah. yeah, when they jump off the dragon into the crowd of people. I can't tell you what's happening in any of these action scenes. No, it's very hard to see. Like the scene, so I'm looking They're at right now close. the scene with oh, so now you have a problem with close-ups. <laughs> but okay, oh, in I that love fallen angels, in, but in, I don't like you. In that book, the close-ups are only in conversations, and this one, the close-ups are in action scenes. Like yeah. perfect example, I'm showing him the I'm, panel of um, Psylocke blocking the weapons. Are those weapons being just thrown at her? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, but I also know I don't. I also know I'd rather see this than an extreme close-up of her fucking teeth. <laughs> um, top of her forehead. It's uh, top of her forehead. So, so, the- um, so, yeah. So, one of the things I wanted to say about Gambit and his fucking monologue earlier about being upset that no one's taking Rogue's situation seriously. Like, he's fucking angry and it's not sounding like Gambit at all. Yeah. And then she does a good job of making him sound like himself during the fight. Like he's he's kind of making jokes again a little bit, not yeah. too much, but he's talking shit during a fight, which is a very Remy thing to do. But again, to your point about the close-ups, the same scene right next to it, he's charging up somebody's shield, but it's too close to tell yeah. because there's purples and pinks and everything, so it's really hard to tell. It's weird. That's what he's doing, but that's what he's doing. Or so a little bit later, is Psylocke charging her sword? Is that how her sword works? Yeah, yeah. It, it's the really, next page from yeah, where you are. Yeah. Oh, like, I see it. Yeah, yeah, she's... What, what's she oh, no, the... so, yeah, so based on the context of the the dialogue, she's psychically calling out to Shogo. And she's just kind of putting the sword, sword like, there. Because the yeah. sword is part of her telepathy and her telekinesis, yes. too, so I think... And then call Shogo saying, nothing's going to happen and we're not going to let him get hurt. And then sees her brother and then just immediately drops her plan. Yeah, like, and are like... Are you a child? Which I... <laughs> you knew he was there. I... I Get and I also don't like that. Like everyone else in this book is completely comfortable, except for Brian. Yeah, completely comfortable with her being Captain Britain now. Like that's who you are, you're Captain Britain. And she's like, no, I'm not. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I'm Captain Britain. Like she keeps fucking like not realizing that. Yeah, dude, you're fucking Captain Britain. Now. This is Do someone something. who's been forced to be in the wrong body. Yeah, and, and she can't get used to a new yeah, costume. You can't and get title. used to a fucking title. All right, fine, whatevs. But um, again, back to Gambit. Not doing Gambit right. Um, at one point, she he says something about, to Jubilee about, um, "Oh, you have your bow here." Um, no one would say "bow" in reference to your fucking child. That's not what "bow" means. Oh, yeah, I didn't so know. I was like, "You can't even get his fucking French right." Like, come yeah. on, man! Like, like that really bothered me. Like, Gambit was not very good in this issue, and and then back to my issues with um, original Captain Britain. Then he's staying there, pretty calm. With a giant sword. And again, badass costume. I mm. love the, the art. You would like yeah, it too. The art design and the design, the clothing design are really Sorry, cool. I'm playing to an audience now. So <laughs> the, the worst thing is is we have a guest now. And now I'm just trying to make Slurping that person laugh. soup. Let's put a mic in front of it. Very, very quietly, but not quietly. Oh, slurping. I don't. I don't. Clinging her or, I guess uh, I'm going to have spoon. to. Okay, I'm going to have to get out of here. It's going to describe how you eat soup. Um. Based on those, face? I don't know. Based on those eyebrows, I'm like, I think I got. <laughs> um, so she immediately lunges at her brother, but then immediately fights. It felt really out of character. Yeah, and like, then no, they, I'm off guard again. Like, yeah. why? 
aren't you like really smart and composed? Like, especially for someone who read um, the Rick Remander run of X Force, yeah. where yeah. she's so composed in that book, mm-hmm. even though crazy apocalyptic shit's happening. And even in um, the start of a, the, the last run of Astonishing X Men, where she yeah is basically in charge of getting them all to fucking what is it called the Shadow Shadow Realm? Kings yeah, yeah the Shadow Kings area. So like she was very in control in yeah, those things. Like, and here I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I mean, I guess it's her twin brother, and she's emotional. Uh, Speaking of that, when she's trying to get through to him, she mentions the brother that was resurrected last issue. Yeah, yeah. Or first issue, I guess, yep. two issues ago. And that's what kind of snapped him out of it. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Her dead brother. Yeah. Um, and then Shogo... Is that Flies him? him away. Well, he breathes like Oh, yeah, he breathes the, the green fire to like back up the the forces. Yeah. And they all ride him and ride away. Yep. And then the the scene I don't I don't really like at the end when Morgan Le Fay is like basically cheers. She's like from one warrior queen to another. I'm like, you want to kill them? Why are you like acting like you respect her? Like you don't. Yeah. You haven't respected them once and so then far. You knew that she could read your mind. Yeah. And also like you don't respect her brother. You're keeping him as a fucking slave. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Like oh my my respect to you warrior queen. And then we cut to apocalypse, which. Next time I'm depressed, I want Apocalypse to come to me. Like this speech. <laughs> did you read this book, Jess? This be this speech he gives to Rick, Richter when he's like when he's when he's basically admitting to himself, yeah, I'm the one who who brought that gate over to Otherworld, and now I can't fucking figure out yeah what I I need somebody who can control the Earth. I'm just gonna go get Richter. Yeah. When he get when he goes to Richter and is like, come come with me, my child. Your home is here. Like he's he's like this big imposing father figure. And Richter's like, uh, I'm trying to sleep in my coffin here, man. <laughs> like he like just is like, no, I can't go. He's like, yes, you can. He's like, there is nothing you can break that I can't fix. Yeah. Come with me. I'm like, damn, fucking. I mean, if apocalypse Father it. Apocalypse is like the best character. So I'm like, but he did yeah, intentionally make I can this s- gateway, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I can see why he was a great cult leader. Like I'm ready to buy in right now too. If somebody came to me and be like, "There's nothing you can break that I can't fix," I'm like, "All right, I'm in." Where he's we go? Giant and blue. He, he's like, big. He's blue. He seems like he cares about me. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do it. <laughs> uh, we get an intelligence report by MI13, mm-hmm. and kind of explaining who's on. The original was this the original? Yeah, this was the original. Yeah, these Excalibur. are the, yeah. And it felt kind of random. I was like, "Why are we getting that?" He talks to Apocalypse, talks to Richter, mm-hmm. and then shows he has someone else here, and it's Pete Wisdom. Uh, see, I'm not sure if he knew Pete was there because look at it, Apocalypse's face; he looks pissed. Yeah, I couldn't tell it was art choice or just like. Yeah, I don't know. So I was under the impression that Pete Wisdom fucking showed up while he was away. Yeah, and Apocalypse came back and was like, "What the." What the so fuck? what the fuck are you doing here, man? I don't know if Pete's hands are always like that. Yeah, they are. That's part of his power. Oh, okay. Because it felt very much like Darth Maul and Solo, like when he just turns on his lightsaber for no reason. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, so just turn on his hands so you know it's Pete Wisdom. <laughs> oh maybe, maybe yeah, maybe. He... That's what it felt like. Like maybe it's yeah, me, yeah. Pete Wisdom. Wow. You see, <laughs> I have the, the claw hands. That was glowing hands, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure. They do. I, I think that's self-evident. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like the the circles coming out of Xavier's head in the animated series. Yeah, yeah. You just, I guess that's a psychic ability. Yeah, and I'm assuming no one can see that. <laughs> Is that just for me to know? Um. So yeah, I I did like this this issue of Excalibur a little bit more. I gave it three stars. It's perfectly serviceable. Yeah, I give it two X's. I need I need more. Um, someone gets it. I don't know what what, what reference am I missing? Two X's. X-Men. Yeah, I know. No, I get what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's it. That's it? There's nothing deeper than that. Oh, I got that the first time. Uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
She appreciates it. Oh, though. she appreciates the silliness. Yeah. Wait, has she heard how you log off of this thing yet? Oh, no. You don't know how I end the show. Okay. Let's see how she fucking appreciates that, though. Because you um, all love it. It's the most popular thing. But before we get there, um, <laughs> yeah, the thing that I think would make me love this book more is if Gambit felt more like Gambit. Yes. And when Rogue gets out of her fucking coma. But if Rogue gets out of her fucking coma and isn't acting like Rogue, then I'm going to be pissed. But well, from we saw the, a tweet. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead from, the, from the first issue when Rogue was still awake she did i think she did have rogue down pretty well yes i'm talking about children and maybe having a children. yeah and then also when she was like the one who was like yeah let's do it we got to help these people like she was like very much rogue yeah what were you gonna say about a tweet oh the tweet that um i think it was zeb williams that said oh yeah he was like because he read things in advance i think it was like get ready for the future of excalibur so it's it's got promise. I think there's a lot going on in this book that I'm interested in. You can definitely tell me more. And I will. It seems like you're going to have to tell me about Fallen Angels and I'm going to have to tell you about Excalibur, I which will, is fine. I will give it the five-issue trade story. We'll give it, it. So I guess both of so, these will give two more issues. To right? Yeah. No, we. I need three more Fallen Angel, right? Because yeah. there's only been two. If I have to read five, you have to read five. Uh, <laughs> I hate this <laughs> Okay, so. So question the, right now. What's up? Do you which if a book gets canceled? If a if a book could book a book, would you book yes. that book? <laughs> if a book gets canceled, which one do you think? Just Fallen based Angels. off word of not your opinion. No. Word of mouth. From word of mouth Fallen Angels. Really? I've I've not seen a positive thing about Fallen no? Angels. So All right, that's fair. What about you? Um I think Fallen Angels or Excalibur. Yeah. They're the, the least talked about books. They are definitely the least talked about I ones. I feel like, as much as I get why they did it, I feel like they should have started off a little smaller when they reached everything. Like, here's X-Men, New Mutants, and X-Force. Yeah. Even though I love Marauders. They probably should have started off with those yeah. core three. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then okay, soon, into the rest, yeah. Marauders. Mm-hmm. Or at least just, just Marauders and you have those four books. Get through one arc of the first three and then start... Shit yeah, like get them hooked on this new world yeah. first, which, in fairness, House of X and, uh, and what, that uh, was the point X. of that. Yeah, but I felt like, and again, this goes back to what I've been saying all, all episode, which is I don't like how quickly it all fell apart. Like, there's no time to actually get to know the world before they start deconstructing the world. Yes, and it's like which kind of brings kind of me to me um, I don't know if you saw how Grant Morrison's been roasting DC Comics within DC Comics. No, I have not seen that. Um, Again, I haven't DC loved his Green guy, Lantern right? run, uh-huh. but in one of the newer issues, he has a whole like two pages where uh, Hal Jordan, who's been gone from Earth, comes back to talk to Superman, and Superman just becomes Grant Morrison roasting. DC Comics and how they've been treating their characters. And there's literally a line where Hal Jordan says, every week I come back and it's like there's a new history. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. And he says, like, people in Gotham stopped being clever and trying to think of new ways to destroy Gotham. Now they want to destroy the Bat, which has been all of Tom King's run for the past, like, four years. And, like, just attacking the way DC writes their own comics. And none of it's wrong. (laughs) I I don't read it, but from what I can tell, it's not wrong. And it seemed like because no one's paying attention to his book, he's like, I'll just get away with it. And he has been. And also it's Grant Morrison. What are you going to do? Yeah, you're going to tell him no. He'll just leave the book. Yeah. (laughs) You can't be him. (laughs) Yeah. So... (laughs) In a way, I want to see someone try that in this book, but also Hickman's very much in control. Oh, Hickman will not let that <laughs> he shit will go. Not, he will not let no, that shit slide. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I understand. I wish there was some more time just to get to Noah's world. I'm afraid that there's going to be at least one month when we have like 10 X-Men books. Well, the week before Christmas, for those who celebrate, um, five of the fucking six books come out on one day. <laughs> for those who don't celebrate. For those who don't those celebrate. Those are also 
all six books come out. Which <laughs> only for a Catholic yeah. Christian. If you if you aren't a good Christian, then you have to buy all six of them. Yeah. Um, well, no, the the maybe we shouldn't have had that. Which is during why. the same episode where we talk shit about Saudi Arabia. That's true. You missed that, honey. You missed that we talked about. No, I didn't. I was talking about Krakoa. That's true. You made it about Saudi Arabia. No, actually, no, I didn't. You said Saudi Arabia. What? We're back to the tape. Um, so I mean, I will. I edit this, and I'll make sure you're the one who says. So. I'm happy we do this every two weeks. Oh, me too. Yeah, we have two weeks to read it. And if it's ever like a two-week period, for some reason we have like one book, I think we'll make it one of our special episodes yeah, of yeah. like the movies or and the we're gonna, like I think we're planning on doing a, a Christmas a, a holiday, special. A holiday special. We do have a holiday special. Where we're going to watch some. So my idea that I don't... Have we talked about this? We haven't talked about it. Okay, so my we'll idea is we'll watch some... I'll pick... We'll do like the cartoons that we grew up with, right? Because yes. I grew up with animated... Like when I was... A kid, it was new. Yeah, and you grew up with it was still evolution. New. Well, no, I grew when up when it was with, new. I grew up with X Men when it was still new. When it was still out. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm born ninety, so yeah. Okay, so I was gonna say let's pick a few, uh, the animated series, and yeah. then let's pick a couple evolution episodes, and we'll talk about those. Yeah, I don't know holiday. if there's any Christmas episodes of. Like, I don't think there, but there is one. Have yourself a more like little Christmas. Oh, okay. Of, well, yeah, we're of watching the X Men. Yeah, have you yeah, ever seen? I, that? I don't I, remember it. I used to watch. I have a. I recorded it from TV. I used to watch it every fucking. Day. Have you ever watched any of Wolverine the X Men? That's on there no, too. No, it is very good. One. It's I basically the era of when after Grant Morrison's run, when uh, Emma was the main woman. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay. Of, it's good. So yeah, we can definitely watch that as okay. a Christmas special yeah, episode. Right. This is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> so uh, this whole thing, New Mutants, is the best. It has so Still. much heart. So much I like. Fucking love it, dude reminiscing of the past but not mm-hmm. too not relying on but yeah it. not yeah definitely building on the past like taking what you know and taking it further and and established relationships and p- things that are paying off for longtime fans but also for new people i think definitely can, can I, I think everyone can appreciate equally mm-hmm. and uh, i love i always thought chamber was underrated yeah, I, I love chamber. chamber i love chamber he's a piece of shit but i love him yeah exactly <laughs> that's why i thought it was really fun mm. so the fact that he's a big part of this now yeah too, and, I really and like. i'm hoping he becomes more part of it too as the, as they go on well i didn't even notice what you pointed out about them being off the side like mm-hmm. okay that's yeah subtle. the gen the gen x kids are over here the new mutant kids are over here yeah at, they don't know, know this guy no they don't yeah, they and don't. at what point are we going to get more they don't know that cannonball's indestructible when he's in his cannonball he's form. nigh invulnerable nigh invulnerable <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so i'm hoping that more gen x kids come in like uh sync uh, we've yeah. seen Penance already. We've yes. seen or you know, what's her name, uh, Monet. You know, um, Sam's sister, Paige, yeah. was part of Generation X, so that would be kind of cool. Like that a, other nice Angel. Um, His name was oh, yeah, Angel. Angel Skin. Skin. That Skin? No, that wasn't Skin. Skin was saggy skin. Yeah. There's, but, there's, but there's his one name with... was Angelo. But there was another one that had angel wings. Oh, that was from the new Generation X that mm, they did. Yes, yes, okay. yeah, I know. He had like yeah, red yeah, wings. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was angel, but not. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> not yeah. as rich. That'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the new, especially with Jubilee hanging around too. I'd like to see the original Gen X Gen X kids with the original New Mutant kids. I think I want to see the viewpoint of more classic X Men. Like, like we said before, I don't know how Beast feels about any of this. We got a little bit of it X Force, where it was bit. a little bit of him him um, going back and forth with his his science background and his faith background. Yeah, and or like his faith in. Krakoa the situation, yeah. versus, but I'm a man of science and I have to do this this way. But also, like, I just want to have faith that's going to work because Professor X is dead and that means a lot to me. Yes, know? I definitely want to see Xavier come back and explain this was all planned and this is and how And then watch everybody get pissed off. 
what else is new for Xavier? Yeah, he's like, an oh, asshole. You faked your death again, Xavier. Thanks. <laughs> he didn't fake dick. it. He died. He was shot. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll be like, no, I didn't fake it this time. This time was real. I just knew you guys Came would bring back. back. He's like, I did this as a training exercise to show you guys what to do in case of emergency. Life is a danger room. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the new danger room. Life. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another thing I wanted to that's see. That's the name of the title. Life is a danger room. <laughs> I want to see another character go back to New York and just what's happening at the mansion. Is no one there? It just yeah, where the fuck is the man? Maybe it blew up at some point. Did, did it blow up in in on the last Uncanny Run? Probably. It yeah, it did. It did. They blew it up no. in the last Uncanny Run right before end? Age of X. Oh my god! Oh right yes, before, you're right? right. They did. So they just never rebuilt. Because they Nate, just started gray blew. It. Oh, so they fuck. just oh. they just started Kirko instead. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, let's wrap this bad boy. That's up. where we have to wrap it up. Me being annoyed at the last run because <laughs> they blew up the X Mansion for the 800th time to the point where they reference it in the movies of X Men. Oh, I know. Oh, oh god. Lord, have anyway, seen. guys. All right, so where can people find you on Twitter, my friend? You can find me at madman3005 on twitter if you're a fan of power rangers or common rider or ultraman or any toku stuff you can also find me at the black ranger review on youtube and you wanted to to promote that one book that you handed me yes my book of the week that's non-x-men related i really love the power rangers ninja turtle crossover the art was really really good and the writing's fantastic if you're a fan of either franchise or you just want to reminisce about the 90s nostalgia of different mm-hmm. franchises, it's really, really fun. And also, I watched the episodes for both of them on The Toys That Made Us. Oh, cool. I didn't realize they did. Oh, I'll watch The those. new season had them. The, X, the Not X-Men. The um, Ninja Turtle one is mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, like, stuff have. I never knew about. I probably still have some of those. I never knew a lot of the history about. And, like, those guys are millionaires. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first thing one of them did with their money was buy a tank. Just why Jesus not? Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was really good. Both of them were really good. So I definitely read that Power Ranger uh, Ninja Turtles crossover. My book recommendation that's non X Men is a book called The Lady from the Black Lagoon or The Woman from the Black Lagoon. Hmm. I don't remember the name of it. But it's about the one and only woman in horror movie history to design the horror monster. She was she designed the costume and everything for the creature from the Black Lagoon. Wow. And it's like a, a history of that and in, in, in her life. Very and cool. how she got well, like fucked comic or book it's a book all right um, so wait, wait wait no pictures no pictures in um there are uh, some there are some photographs uh, but there are no pictures to help with the with the story i'm sorry my me friend. no like you. me no like you either uh, um, i'm alan moore i'm calling him subhuman if you like comics <laughs> as i write comics <laughs> and you can find me on twitter at xbrarian that's librarian with an Ooh, x that's clever thank you yeah. it's almost as clever as what you're about to do <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time just do you get it i do you get it I say X time because it's next time, but when X. So now you get it and the world gets it because it's very clever. See you X time.